The order for daily morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 63 on page 414. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh also longeth after thee in a barren and dry land where no water is. Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, that I might behold thy power and glory. For thy loving kindness is better than the life itself. My lips shall praise thee. As long as I live will I magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praiseth thee with joyful lips. Have I not remembered thee in my bed, and thought upon thee when I was waking? Because thou hast been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand hath upholden me. These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth. Let them fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. All they also that swear by him shall be commended. For the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here beginneth the fourth chapter of Joshua. And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourself twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God in the, into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord had spoken to Joshua, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. Then Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priest had bore the ark of the covenant stood, and they were they are there to this day. So the priest who bore the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. And the people hurried and crossed over. Then it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over, that the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the presence of the people. And the men of Reuben, the men of Gad, the half, the, and half the tribe of Manasseh, crossed over armed before the children of Israel, as Moses had spoken to them. About 40,000 prepared for war, crossed over before the Lord for battle for the plains of Jericho. On that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him as they had feared Moses all the days of his life. Then the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Command the priests who bear the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan. Joshua, Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up from the Jordan. And it came to pass, when the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord had come from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priest's feet touched the dry land, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal, on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask your, their fathers in time to come, 
saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. That all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that is, it is mighty, and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now it happened on the second Sabbath after the first, that he went through the grain fields, and his disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate them, rubbing them in their hands. And some of the Pharisees said to them, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? But Jesus answering them said, Have you not even read this, what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he went into the house of God, took and ate the showbread, and also gave some to those, who, uh, to those with him which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he said to them, The Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he, he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save, to save life or to destroy it? And, it? and when he had looked around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. But they were filled with rage and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, never fail us to help and govern those whom thou dost bring up in thy steadfast fear and love. Keep us who beseech thee under the protection of thy good providence, and make us to have a perpetual fear and love of thy holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our um, 
story today in Joshua takes place um, on the 10th day of the first month, which corresponds to the date that uh, in, in that God spoke to, to Abraham and, and offered him, you know, told him to, to observe the, back in, in Genesis when he first appeared to him and uh, called them to leave his his home the first day of the of the the 10th day of the first month so there's a correspondence there uh kind of with the with the uh with the you know the and it it kind of completes our baptismal imagery of of the passover of out of slavery and again into the promised land and we have this ph uh phenomenon of the of the memorial stones and where they they go through the Red Sea, the waters part of it, pick up stones from the middle of the river and and set them up in a place where they can be seen uh, to bear witness that God parted the water and and let Israel go through. And this this presence of, of memorial stones and in general this the, the tendency in Israel for God to tell uh, the Israelites to um, set up markers and remember it reminds us of the historical nature of, of our faith. And um, this will come into Israel's religion as it's, you know, it's in there from Mount Sinai of that it, Israel lives through, lived through a, a, an historical year in which we remembered what God did, rooted in the Passover, God saved us, since we remember each year he saved us, uh, Pentecost, and these are all related to the harvest and the, the, the spring and fall harvest. And we experience that same historical movement in our liturgical year. We we don't live through a kind of um, undefined time. We we live through the expectation of Christ coming in Advent, His incarnation at Christmas, His revelation at Epiphany, and and then Easter. You know the resurrection and the the ascension. And in each of these events, we remember. It's it's an historical remembering of what something that God actually did. And and it roots our faith in history, and this kind of distinguishes sacramental faith from what we can call Gnostic faith, which uh, Christianity in our time increasingly is becoming. Gnostic faith is rooted in a kind of my own personal experiential thing that's divorced from um, history, divorced from from what God actually did in time at a moment. Sacramental faith is rooted in you know, God uh, led Israel out of Egypt in the promised land. This moves forward to Christ, who by his life and death and resurrection and ascension has led the new exodus. We're connected to that new exodus through an historical moment, the moment of our baptism. Uh, it's conversion is important, our subjective conversions, but the moment of our baptism marks us with our lives with what God has done in history we're back there and it's it's not our faith is real. God actually did this Jesus rose from the dead and because we're connected at this moment in time we're sacramentally connected with him it's not just a matter of what we think or feel um, what we call Gnostic faith is rooted in personal experience unconfirmed and it you know and it's not uh, not not um rooted in in history and and so the more gnostic a faith becomes the less it becomes rooted in anything other than my subjective feelings so we so here we note that israel has an historical faith they're going to remember what god has done continually when we we come into the new testament there's a, there's the encounter between jesus and the pharisees reminds us that that historically based remembering rooted in the christian year and the 
liturgies of the church, it's not merely um, a fixed past thing. Historical remembrance actually always has three time horizons. We're always remembering the past, experiencing it in a new way in the present moment in anticipation of the future fulfillment. It's possible, however, for you know, religion rooted in past things to become what we call pharisaical, that is, and the Pharisees were observing all of the things that God said to observe. <clears throat> they were adding to it traditions that you had to do it just this way. For example, <clears throat> there wasn't really any um, prohibition in the Torah about healing on the Sabbath. You couldn't work on the Sabbath. It was the intertestamental development of tradition that began to define, oh, well, what is work then? How do we define work? And here's what we define what you can and can't do. And when tradition becomes kind of ossified, it it is weighted towards merely a past thing that we hold on to that's not allowed to transform us in the present and it doesn't move forward. And so here is Jesus, the fulfillment of everything they're talking about, and they're holding on to their 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 religion, their past remembrance, but there's they're not able to see what God is doing in the present. And so when we're practicing an historically based faith, we can't lose sight. We have to hold on, yes, this is what God has done. We have to remember it rightly and accurately. But now we're entering into an experience of that historical thing now. We have to allow Christ to meet us in the present moment. And we're always moving forward to, to the to the telos of all things. And we have to be, it's always, a, it's a little bit of a tension in the Christian life between the fixity of the revelation and what God has done and the way we remember things, we must remember them, you know, in the right, in the right way and understand God as he's been revealed to us in our uh, the scriptures and the understanding of the tradition of the church, and also balance that with allowing it to be a living faith that allows us to see Christ today when he comes to uh, you know heal on the Sabbath or comes into our lives. And so we want to keep that balance. And, you know, people err, it seems to me, in being um, pharisaical, holding on to the past and, as, as, and, and, not, and not open to what God is doing now or they're open to all these things, these experiences God is doing now, but it's not rooted in, you know, the Catholic and apostolic faith, not rooted in the scriptures. And and so is that true faith is always a balance of of historical remembrance that leads to present experience and, and anticipation of our of our future uh consummation of all things in Christ. So a few thoughts about the lessons. We'll continue with the uh, prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. Let us pray. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. That thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We'll pause for everyone to remember their intercessions.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happier should of all their afflictions, and this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, the world without end. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning for prayer. Have a blessed Thursday. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.